taking a moment here and now to fully arrive in this place into this time of sacred communion with the one knowing that there is only one source of all of life one essence, one substance, and one creative process that is forever unfolding by means of all of creation. Trusting and knowing that each one of us is a perfect and intentional expression of the divine. Each one of us here on purpose, both here on the planet and here in this place. knowing that this time today brings each one of us something that feeds our journey at this time in our lives. And trusting that we are reminded of our interdependence, both with one another, with all other humans, and with all of life. And so grounded in that knowing, grounded in the truth that there is this one life that we are all a part of, we just relax into this time, allowing it to carry us more deeply within, where any guidance that we might be seeking can be found. And so I release this prayer trusting that it is creating and has created a safe and sacred space for us to come to know more of our own divinity. And so I just release it here, letting it do its good work, as together we say, and so it is. Amen. Diana for that lovely prayer and good morning my name is Chris Johnson I'm a spiritual practitioner prayer practitioner here at Mystic Heart and I'd like to welcome you home home to our gathering place our spiritual home and home to your own Mystic Heart that place where divine wisdom and intuition lives within you and as you so let's begin our Teze experience together with musical prayer as Dalton leads us in a couple of chants.
If you're comfortable doing so, I'd like to invite you now to close your eyes gently and take a few deep breaths and fully arrive here in this place. Letting go of everything that came before, everything that will come after, and being fully present. Now take a moment to expand your awareness to those around you. Each one, a spark of life, a spark of light in the global web of consciousness. And now spiral out to include family and friends that are not here, neighbors, all in our city, our county, our state, throughout the world. Connected by spirit, we celebrate our oneness with all of humanity and with all of creation. We see all the animals, the plants, the soil, water, air, planets, stars, and the galaxies beyond, each one a glittering jewel in Indra's net, reflecting each and every other gem shining with the same divine light that we are, one spirit, one life, expressing in infinite variety. I invite you now to remain grounded in the truth of who and whose we are, and know that our consciousness of unity uplifts the planet and her inhabitants, helping human nature move into its next yet-to-be. Our theme for this month has been free to be, and in today's Teze contemplation, we declare our interdependence. We tend to view the terms independence and freedom as synonymous, but are they? Merriam-Webster defines independence as freedom from the control, influence, support, aid, or the like of others. Can we really be free to thrive without the support or aid of others? Or might it be that it is, it is precisely the support and aid of others that allows us the freedom to express our unique gifts in the world? And who are these others on whom we rely? Is it just other people? Or might it be more than that? Consider the trees and the other plants that convert the carbon dioxide that we exhale into the oxygen that we can breathe and in the process create food that we can eat. Contemplate the water cycle acting non-stop to circulate fresh water we can drink. Reflect on the animals who provide nourishment for some of us and companionship for many. And Mother Earth herself who provides a home for us all. In her book, The Soul of Money, Lynn Twist tells of her work with the Hunger Project and the birth of the Pachamama Alliance. Her team was invited to Ecuador by the Atuar, 
an indigenous tribe of the Amazon rainforest. In a dream, the Atuar were called to invite 12 people with global voice, with open hearts, people who know the rainforest is critical to the future of life, people who know that indigenous people have wisdom that's vital for the sustainability of the human family, people who would respect the ways of the shaman. But when they arrived, this is what the Atuar told them. If you've come to help us, even though we invited you here, don't waste your time. But if you know that your liberation is bound up with ours, then let's work together. Our liberation is bound up with theirs and with the salvation of all the earth and all her inhabitants. That is what unity means. That is the true meaning of oneness. What we do to each other, to the earth, to any individualized expression of spirit, we do to ourselves. The Atuar people may be described as a primitive culture, but as nature mystic, Thomas Berry reminds us, at present, there is a devastating relationship between the human community and the earth community. That humans, with all their intelligence, should be so destructive is something of an anomaly. Yet the disruption that is being affected throughout the planet is occurring through human agency. A remedy needs to be found. The destruction is the result of scientific technologies whereby the resources of Earth are being exploited for human benefit without regard for the consequences on the life systems of the planet. A mystique of use as our primary relationship with the planet has been developed and is being deployed with ruthlessness beyond understanding. This represents a great contrast with the earliest phase of human development when Earth and the solar system with its planets and the stars beyond were considered to be a manifestation of sacred, even divine powers. In this period, the human project was validated by ritual celebration of those great moments of transition in the ever-renewing cycle when the numinous world was experienced as especially present in the human community. The entire universe was experienced as cosmic liturgy. There was the daily sequence when at dawn and at sunset the numinous presence was more available to human perception. Then there was the yearly cycle. The annual cycle of death and rebirth occurred as the sun declined to its nadir on the winter solstice and then was reborn in the springtime when a renewal of life came forth dramatic manifestations. This was an ever-renewing seasonal sequence. What was born died. What died was born again. If there was a never-ending tendency toward death, there was also the inevitable life renewal. What is proposed here as a necessary development is to once again establish an awareness of the unity of human affairs with the functioning of the universe and earth. 
This unity finds expression in the threefold cosmological cycles, daily, seasonal, and planetary. There is the daily cycle that passes from sunrise to sunset, the dawn and dusk bringing the community out of the mystical period of awakening consciousness, when the dreams of the preceding night are narrated for the guidance they might offer to the community. Then there is birth, maturity, and death in the seasonal cycle of each living form, reflected in the winter solstice, the springtime renewal, the summertime fullness, the autumnal harvest. Finally, there is the planetary cycle of Earth's orbit around the sun. While no society had its full expression of these various moments of grace in which human communed with the cosmos, they each had their intimacy with the larger community of life. Now we are called to our second exodus, our return to the universe as vibrant cosmic liturgy. The teachers of all times have spoken of this interconnection of all of life. And in order for there to be peace on this planet, each of us is coming to know the importance of our connection.
The time is now. The moment's clear. The last shall be the first. For each one stands on sacred ground. May peace prevail on earth. So long in dreams we have foreseen the path for which we thirst. But now we claim what was our goal may peace prevail on earth. A world of love we all claim, and each one of us will light that flame, is lighting that flame. May peace prevail on earth now and always, in each one of us may peace prevail on earth. We are awakening to who we are. And as self-reflective humans, we are making the choices that move us in the direction of peace. As we come to accept our inseparability from one another, and from our planet and its resources. As we come to know our oneness with all of creation, we begin to make different choices. More and more often, before taking action, we consider the effects of our actions on others. Not just our families and friends, our neighbors and acquaintances, but also on other people elsewhere in the world, people we may never meet. What effect do my choices have on the animals, on the forests, on the oceans, on the environment, on future generations, 
When each of us is walking through life consciously choosing to do no harm, we will have created peace on earth. We sometimes forget that doing no harm begins with taking care of ourselves. Am I choosing healthy food and drink? Do I get enough rest, enough exercise? Do I surround myself with supportive people? Do I feel valuable and valued? Is my heart at peace? And if not, what is causing the disturbance? Creating peace on earth does not end with taking care of myself. There is much that is calling for my awareness and attention, but it must begin within the heart and mind of every human. Lao Tzu reminds us that if there is to be peace in the world, there must be peace in the nations. If there is to be peace in the nations, there must be peace in the cities. If there is to be peace in the cities, there must be peace between neighbors. If there is to be peace between neighbors, there must be peace in the home. And if there is to be peace in the home, there must be peace in the heart. Only when I am at peace within my own heart can I show up as a peaceful presence in the world. Another term for interdependence is interbeing. My beingness is determined by how I show up for you. By myself, I have no beingness, or if I do, it has no context for meaning. We need one another to find out our life's meaning, purpose, and significance. Like it or not, we are interdependent. Living as one with each other and with all of creation takes focus and attention. It requires that we maintain awareness of our tendency to slip into our habitual thought forms, which are rooted in the dream of separation. It compels us to regular spiritual practice to meditation, where we experience our oneness with spirit and all her creation, to prayer, where we ask God to remind us when we drift out of the story of unity, and to mindful action in the world. As we conclude Teze this morning, I'd like to share the Declaration of Interdependence 
written by the David Suzuki Foundation for the 1992 UN Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro. This we know. We are the Earth through the plants and the animals that nourish us. We are the rains and the oceans that flow through our veins. We are the breath of the forests of the land and the plants of the sea. We are human animals related to all other life as descendants of the firstborn cell. We share with these kin a common history written in our genes. We share a common present filled with uncertainty. And we share a common future as yet untold. We humans are but one of 30 million species weaving the thin layer of life enveloping this world. The stability of communities of living things depends upon this diversity. Linked in that web, we are interconnected, using, cleansing, sharing and replenishing the fundamental elements of life. Our home, planet Earth, is finite and all life shares its resources and the energy from the sun and therefore has limits to growth. For the first time, we have touched those limits. When we compromise the air, the water, the soil and the variety of life, we steal from the endless future to serve the fleeting presence. This we believe. Humans have become so numerous and our tools so powerful that we have driven fellow creatures to extinction, dammed the great rivers, torn down ancient forests, poisoned the earth, rain and wind, and ripped holes in the sky. Our science has brought pain as well as joy, and our comfort is paid for by the suffering of millions. We are learning from our mistakes. We are mourning our vanished kin, and we now build a new politics of hope. We respect and uphold the absolute need for clean air, water, and soil. We see that economic activities that benefit the few while shrinking the inheritance of many are wrong. And since environmental degradation erodes biological capital forever, full ecological and social cost must enter into all equations of development. We are one brief generation in the long march of time. The future is not ours to erase. So where knowledge is limited, we will remember all those who will walk after us and err on the side of caution. This we resolve. All this that we know and believe must now become the foundation of the way we live. At this turning point in our relationship with the earth, we work for an evolution from dominance to partnership, from fragmentation to connection, from insecurity to interdependence. Please join me in the Mother Earth Prayer from Kayiski and Tum, She Who Remembers.
Mother Earth, hear your child. As I sit here on your lap of grass, I listen to the echoes of your voice and my brother the wind as he blows from all corners and directions. The soft and gentle raindrops are the tears you cry for your children. Teach me the lessons you offer to nurture my children as you nurture yours, to learn the lessons of the four kingdoms that make up this world of physical things, and to learn to walk the path chosen so long ago. Mother Earth, hear your child. Be a bond between the worlds of earth and spirit. Let the winds echo the knowledge of the grandfathers who await, unseen, yet visible, if I only turn my eyes to their world. Let me hear their voices in the winds that blow to the east. From the east, I seek the lessons of childhood, to see with the trusting innocence of a small one the lessons of spirit given in love by our Creator. From the South, to learn the ways of questioning, the fire and independence of adolescence, the truth and how they help us grow along this path. From the West, where the grandfathers teach us acceptance of responsibility that come during the years of marriage and family that my own children grow strong and true. From the North, where the elders, who by their long lives have learned and stored wisdom and knowledge and learned to walk in balance and harmony with our Mother the Earth. Mother Earth, hear your child. Hold my hand as I walk my path in this world. Guide me to the lessons I seek. Bring me closer to our Creator until I return to the Western direction to once again enter the world of spirit where the sacred fire awaits and I rejoin the Council of the Elders in the presence of the One who created all. Aho. Returning our awareness to this moment, to this place, we open our eyes, our hearts, and our minds and take a look around at who is here supporting our spiritual growth this morning. This is your beloved community, your spiritual family, one of your support systems. These are some of the people who care about you, who are always there for you, if you need. <laughs> Go ahead, do that a little longer. I like that. That's, <laughs> it's, it's a bonding moment. <laughs> At this time, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good in support of the work we do, should you choose to do so. If you're joining us online, you can go to mysticheart.org and find a donate button or our mailing address if you prefer to mail a check. And we thank you in advance for your gifts. Dalton is going to provide some offertory music for us.
So we give thanks for these gifts. We give thanks to the one source, which is spirit, and to the many hands through which spirit gives, through which spirit supports the work that Mr. Cart does with their love, prayers, time, talent, treasure, and it all serves the work of bringing the new dream into being, the love-soaked world into being. I say thank you, thank you, Spirit, and so it is. Amen. Okay, I'd like to invite you to go next door and get some coffee. We're going to take about a 15-minute break, and uh, after after the closing, so I, do, I would like to remind you though that we do have uh, tickets to the Rainmaker. Um, Still a few seats left, as you can see. So uh, if you haven't got your ticket yet, please uh, see Diana or myself between uh, between now and then. I assure you that the band that I brought along with me this morning is, uh, is all me. Nothing was automatic. Nothing was downloaded. Um, and if you want to hear more of the band, uh, you can come back during the celebration service. No, no AI stuff happening? No, no. <laughs> Any intelligence, which is debatable anyway, was all natural.
don't you stand on up if you feel like it. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill. Welcome. Good to see you here this morning. I'm going to go ahead and do our opening prayer. Chris is leading our services today. Nice. Yeah. Dalton's doing our music. Thank you for being nice. here, Dalton. So in the spirit of the joy that I feel in this place, we acknowledge the presence of one life, one spirit, by whatever name we call it. We take a moment to settle ourselves into that experience, into that energy of life. Knowing that it is the spirit that expresses as all of creation, that each one of us is a perfect and intentional expression of the divine. And knowing that as we come together today, each one of us is, has our hearts and our minds open and is actually made to think a little bit to dive deeply into the feeling of what wants to come forth from us as we share our wisdom this morning. Knowing that this topic of declaration of interdependence, that as we declare our interdependence and more and more come to know how connected we are, that peace begins to be born in greater and greater amounts on this planet. So each one of us is, is an expression of peace. Each one of us offers peace, walks as peace. So I just say thank you for each one taking the time and the attention and intention to be here today to share wisdom, 
And I release this prayer now, knowing that it creates a safe and sacred space for all who come through the door to express freely. And we affirm this together as we say, and so it is. Amen. Satu. Satu. Ashe. Ashe. Aho. Aho. Alrighty, you know the drill. Please stand if you feel comfortable. Oh, that's right. Welcome to the Mystic Heart, join the celebration, lift your voice, sing your part, make this animation, spirit made us family, with loving hearts to share, and together we are joyfully practicing the possible truth. Welcome to the Mystic Heart, join the celebration, raise your voice, sing your part, make this animation, spirit made us family, with loving hearts to share, and together we are joyfully practicing the possible child brings the veils will open when the angel sings the blessed gift a child brings the veils will open when the angel sings and the arms of the earth are open wide receiving a blessing from inside 
Womb of the earth, miracle of birth. 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 Brought here from the earth and sky, an angel of light come here to try. To remind us of the simple bliss that lies within our mother's kiss. And the arms of the earth are open wide, receiving a blessing from inside. The womb of the earth, miracle of birth. Womb of the earth, miracle of birth. The womb of the earth, miracle of birth. Womb of the earth, miracle of birth. Divine sister, mother, friend, on wings of birds these prayers I send. Divine sister, mother, friend, on wings of birds these prayers I send. And the arms of the earth are open wide, receiving a blessing from inside. Womb of the earth, miracle of birth. Womb of the earth, miracle of birth. Divine Father, brother, soul, a mother's arms will keep you whole. Divine Father, brother, soul, a mother's arms will keep you whole. And the arms of the earth are open wide, receiving a blessing from inside. Womb of the earth, miracle of birth. 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 Well, good morning and welcome back. For those of you joining us for the first time, my name is Chris Johnson, prayer practitioner here at Mystic Heart. And we're an independent interfaith community that teaches universal principles and practical spirituality. We welcome you home to our gathering place and home to the guidance and wisdom of your own Mystic Heart. We don't have the answers. You do. We're just here to kind of help coax them out. There, that's better. Okay. So I invite you to do whatever you do to get your body involved in our uh, embodiment of envisioning a love-soaked world. Um, if you prefer to stand or if you prefer to raise your arms, whatever, whatever gets, gets your body and spirit uh, aligned. And centered in our awareness of ourselves as avatars of the one creative source, we focus our deep desire to establish heaven on earth. A world characterized by peace, love, generosity, compassion, and freedom. A world in which poverty, hunger, homelessness, violence, fear, and greed are things of the past. Where all have access to medic medical care, education, the comfort of a home, and creative expression. A world where healthy relationships, dignified work, and a sense of belonging are universal. 
where mental, emotional, and physical health, education, and loving relationships are ensured by social systems grounded in compassion and wholeness. As we live and act from our highest intention, we create a world where all people, animals, plants, and Mother Earth herself are valued as sacred creation. A world in which God's unlimited abundance is allowed to flow freely to all and where all are recognized as deser deserving of all the blessings life has to offer and all are free to receive them in gratitude. God is a spirit, no feet, no hands, no, he no hearts but ours. And as we work together to be the change we wish to see in the world, there is no reason we cannot have such a world knowing that nothing can stop a divine idea whose time has come, we join together in consciousness, in prayer, and in active service to the creation of heaven on earth. We hold to our vision of a love-soaked world regardless of conditions or appearances, knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, it is inevitable. We open our hearts, our minds, our doors, our hearts, our arms and radical welcome. As we speak our powerful word of creation, we affirm that our vision is taking form right here, right now. We accept it, we release it, we let it be so, and together we say, and so it is. Amen. Let's take a moment to look around and see who's celebrating your spirituality with you this morning. This is your beloved community, your spiritual family, your support group, here to help you on your soul's journey. These are the people you can count on when you need a hand. And we called, we called on that one uh, last Wednesday. We had a great group uh, helping Amanda move. And and then again yesterday, <laughs> and a little bit on Thursday too. It, but it's, it, it's an amazing experience when a group comes together out of love and support for one of, one of our own, if you will. Not that there's any separation between us and anybody else, but um, it, was, it was a beautiful, beautiful day, and there was, uh, there was more energy. I felt more energy than I normally feel on a 100-plus degree day. <laughs> so. So, in Teze this morning, we debunked the fiction that we are completely independent beings. We are not separate. We are part of an integrated wholeness that includes all of creation. We cannot thrive without the support of Mother Earth and all her inhabitants. And they cannot thrive without our conscious contribution to life. Our liberation, our salvation, our individual well-being, however you want to call that, is indeed bound up with the wholeness of all beings. We talked about how so-called primitive societies held the natural world as sacred, as a manifestation of the divine. How early humans celebrated their oneness with nature, spirit, and all of life with ritual ceremonies at the solstices, equinoxes, at dawn, and at dusk. And how many humans now see the earth as something separate from which we can extract resources at will. We explored the concept of interbeing, the idea that our life only has true meaning within a context of relationship. 
relationship with one another, with the planet, and with all other beings. And as we read the David Suzuki Foundation's Declaration of Interdependence, a call to build a new way of life on the foundation of our essential oneness with all of creation. So what do you think? How are independence and interdependence related? Independence and inter interdependence. One is, I feel like, like independence is like a standard, and then interdependence is responsibility. So you have to be able to have that standard to to achieve that responsibility. Good. Yeah. That. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I hadn't and thought of that. There is. There is. Definitely an element of responsibility to interdependence. For yourself, but like there's a standard. You have to be able to achieve independence to become interdependent. Yeah. Mm. So you have to f fulfill that standard. There's, you have to, yeah. You know, so can we be truly, can we be independent before we're interdependent? We have to be independent before we can become interdependent. Can, can we be? If you're not dependent at all, there's no way you can be. It's you're not dependent to yourself, so you have to become dependent in order to be independent to yourself. Like it's, I don't know. I just like yes. two different factors. Can we grow up to be independent without depending on others first? Maybe I'm misunderstanding what interdependent yeah. is. Yeah, that's yeah, just another question. Yeah. This is what we do. We throw yeah. questions around. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you know we, we yeah. start think go back. Go back to birth, when we, when we start, we're born and we're totally dependent, right? And then we work on achieving that, that independence. Is knowing yourself, really, is knowing yourself is the independent, is for yourself, but we're always interdependent. Yeah. We're not, uh, we're connected, no matter what. That's interdependent to me. And I think that's what Elizabeth was saying too, is that, that self-knowledge is that independence that you need to have to, to really be able to contribute to the interdependence of uh, all of life. We're all, we're all one, but we're taught we're separate. And I feel that our whole lives we try to figure where we belong and what we're doing and whatever, and we all feel like we're separate. And that's what loneliness comes from. And if you're lucky enough to really search for what, whatever your truth will be, and you realize that we're all one, that gives you freedom because then all of a sudden, if you do, if I hurt you, I'm going to hurt myself. So it just, it's, it just all comes back to being divine anyway. Yeah. So it, it comes it comes back to the stories we were raised yes, in, or the dream we absolutely. were raised in. Right. Uh, Don Miguel Ruiz would say, the dream of separation, or the dream of unity. Right. And we were kind of spoon-fed the dream of separation. So, so society separates us from the time of our birth, as David Roth put it in that beautiful song. Um, but we're not. We just, we're just so used to thinking that we are, <laughs> that we can't see our oneness. But it is true, we, we hurt ourselves when we hurt the planet or each other. 
So how do our behaviors affect others? How do they affect the earth? And how far-reaching are the effects that we create with our thoughts, words, behaviors? I think every thought that we think goes on for eternity. So we really need to watch what we think and bless everybody because everybody is here on my stage and I'm on their stage. And when we realize that everybody we touch is love anyway, then you can look at your life and everything else as a different level of just pure love. Because that's all there is, is God in each and every one of us. And so that's all there is. So it's not like ripples in a pond when you throw a Oh, absolutely, because but it still goes on but, forever. But it doesn't die down. It no, just keeps going. It keeps, keeps going. going. And how does that happen? How do, how, how do we see that in, in daily life? Somebody give me an example. So I go through a grocery line and I acknowledge someone's name and smile and look into their eyes as as they're waiting on me and that uplifts them and then the next person that comes through the line there they might be friendlier and more converse, conversational and, and they might go on into their day and you know affect other people who affect other people yeah good it's like paying it forward right whenever yeah. you smile at someone else or you say hello to someone you're you're paying it forward because mm -hmm. they're more likely to smile at someone and etc you know, etc et it reminds me of a, there's a Joe Diffie song called Third Rock from the Sun, oh, yeah. and it's, it's, it's a song about cause and effect gone, gone awry, and uh, the, uh, the sheriff's out having a drink after a shift, and, and he's flirting with some girl, so he calls his wife up and says, I'll be home late. She calls her sister, says, come on over here, I need a shoulder to cry on, sister's husband decides oh, I'm alone in the house, I'm gonna go get a beer. So he goes to the he goes to the store leaves he's only gonna be a minute, so he leaves the motor running. Teenagers steal his car. They're racing through town, they jump a curve, they fly through the air, knock out the bank clock and uh, and that hits a, a power transformer and the whole town goes dark. <laughs> you know. I mean obviously that's an extreme comical situation, but uh, uh, but those, those things happen, you know, when we hurt somebody else's feelings, that involves somebody else, and they, you know, we pay that forward, too, so for good, for good or bad. Yeah. David? So it's kind of like for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction to it. Yeah. It all comes back, I mean, what you put out yeah. comes back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's always an opposite reaction. You know, when you pay when you pay forward love and respect, I think that's what goes forward too. But remember, pairs of opposites are really just um, the inside-out version of each other. So it's equal and equivalent exchange. Say that again. Equal and equivalent exchange. Equivalent, yeah, that's that's equal good. Equal and equivalent. Yeah. I have one thing to say. Uh -huh. Yeah. This is going to be a little bit. It's kind of what you're saying, but have you guys ever like been in a room? Full of people and heard the word repeated all at once from different groups. Have you ever has it ever happened? Like any word? Like you could be listening to a song and all of a sudden someone says the word and they're talking about something different. <coughs> or like your room starts giggling or whatever. It's just I notice this all the time. Huh. And what <coughs> she's saying about thoughts and how it's stuck there forever. 
I notice people using the same words all at the same time, so that's the collective consciousness. And so, like, even though it's it's forever, or whatever, but it's, it's it moves through everybody, regardless of if you're accepting it or not. So, like, people will use the same word in a different way. I just I notice it all the time. Yeah. Now that I said that, maybe you guys will. It's like, yeah, you'll be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way we're, we're connected by consciousness. It's collective know, so. consciousness. So, like, if if people are negative, that's that can fly out. However, like you said, the ripple effect. But mm -hmm. yeah. so saying, I'm just saying it differently. <laughs> yeah. So if that's true, then we get back to responsibility. What's our responsibility to others, to the other beings we share the planet with? Make it a as beautiful a place as possible by being positive and loving and caring toward everybody we come across. Sounds like you're channeling my, my old scoutmaster. Leave the campsite better than you found it. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody came from kindness, everybody, this would be a soaked, love-soaked world. Absolutely. Yep. And that's, that's what uh, the David Suzuki Foundation put in there. We need to take our values and our hopes and dreams are our vision of the love-soaked world and live from that. Right. Everything we do filters through that. Right. The change you wish to see. Yep. Yes. Yep. It's, it's not going to be a top-down situation. The governments are not going to give us a love-soaked world. That's kind of a large thing to to say everything I do, everything I do, comes from that love-soaked world sort of a place. That means every time I spend a dollar on anything, I'm looking at the impact on other people, on the planet, on like in the meditation earlier, on the environment, on future generations, that could slow you down in your action, for sure. I mean, it could yeah. make you think and kind of slow down in, in everything you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's a mindfulness thing. Are you guys familiar with uh, what B corporations are? Yes. B corporations have been, um, they have to earn a B rating. It's not like, as opposed to an A rating. It's, it's, uh, they have to earn a B corporation rating by being environmentally uh, sustainable by being socially responsible um, and fis uh, uh, financially responsible. So um, they have to really work. So you know, if you see stuff that says it's from a, a B corporation, you can be pretty sure that you're not supporting something that, uh, that goes against what we, what we believe in. Yeah, my uh, fellow I met one time, uh, who I buy most of my clothing from, is Yvonne uh, Chenard, and he started Patagonia. And he was the very first one in California to have a bee corporation. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he he supports everything that, in, that renews the planet, you know. Don't buy this thing if you don't need it, you yeah. know, and build stuff better so it doesn't wear out. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. as conscious as you can. To move beyond that disposable culture, <laughs> that's right, for sure. Exactly. Okay. Uh, what one of the things that uh, that came to me was 
the line from the, uh, the Hippocratic Oath, at the very least, do no harm. Yeah, at the very least, do no harm. And then Rabbi Yeshua said, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. As you did not do it to one of the least of my brethren, you did not do it for me. So we're all in this together. There's nobody here but us chickens, my first teacher used to say. <laughs> all right, when the Atuar spokesperson said, if you've come to help us, even though we invited you here, don't waste your time. What do you think he meant? Where was he going with that? The kind of help that can be condescending, right? Yeah. yeah. If you come here to help us because we think we're weak and you're strong and, and we can't make this without your help, there's no them. There's just us. us. So, so we talk about homeless people and, and we make them a them. I just did it again. <laughs> but they're part, they're one of us. They're some of us. Listen to Well, I think that, it, that it, uh, a meaning for that also would be that if you come here to help us, you are seeing us as broken. Yes. Yeah. And it's not, we are not broken. Yeah. So join us and we'll all be stronger. But if, if people keep that energy, putting that energy into we are broken, it's a negative thing for yeah, 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 I think the, the Atuar would be the first to tell you that the system that allows the rainforest to be depleted that way is broken. And they just want help unbreaking it, <laughs> getting it, getting it back to a, to a holistic uh, viewpoint. And if you're coming from another place in the world that lives a completely different lifestyle, and you're coming into our rainforest to tell us what works. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah. is condescending. That is. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's worse than that. It's, it's denying the indigenous wisdom right. that yes. they've, been, they've been living in that rainforest right. sense and in, in harmony with that rainforest right. for hundreds and hundreds, thousands of years. Yeah. And the missionaries preaching their form of religion yes. to these quote-unquote savages right. who don't yeah. know better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. yeah that's, well, that's, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a whole nother. <laughs> I was going to say that's a whole nother Sunday, but I, we might not want to go there on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we come here to be uplifted. That's right. <laughs> All right. I want, to, I want to talk a little bit about interbeing. In his book, The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible, Charles Eisenstein des describes the principles of interbeing. One is that my being partakes of your being and that of all beings. This goes beyond interdependency. Our very existence is relational. That therefore, what we do to another, we do to ourselves. That each of us has a unique and necessary gift to give the world that the purpose of life is to express those gifts. That every act is significant and has an effect on the cosmos. Again, that ripple. That we are fundamentally unseparate from each other, from all beings, and from the universe. That every person we encounter and every experience we have mirrors something in ourselves. That's something to keep in mind when... Oh, mirrors. Sometimes they're yeah. very frightening. <laughs> 
especially when you realize that when you're looking at somebody and you're going, ooh, I don't like that, that you need to look and see why you don't like it and how it matches you. Yeah. Woo! That's a big one I learned. Especially our sacred friends on the highway. Yes. <laughs> that humanity is meant to join fully in the tribe of all life on Earth, offering our uniquely human gifts toward the well-being and development of the whole. That purpose, consciousness, and intelligence are innate properties of matter and the universe. So are we really that connected? And what might living the principle of interbeing require from us? I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. You talked about awareness and contem uh, not contemplative mindfulness mm -hmm. about uh, everything even down to how we spend our lunch money <laughs> being willing to change yes. it would require us in some instances many instances to change our habits to change our behaviors even to change what we think we know is true right. if we don't mm -hmm. change that won't change yeah big word. And does, doesn't that then just require um, consciousness, uh, awareness of your actions that if you don't know any better, you don't change. Huh? Yeah. 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 So, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, but just so um, inner reflection is allows you to make changes in your life. Yeah. Choice. Choice is a matter of uh, choices depending on, on dependent on understanding. So if you don't understand that you don't have that you have a choice, you effectively don't don't have a choice. Yeah. But I think I think the consciousness and the awareness has to be there, but then you have to have the will to act from that. Yes. There's it's uh, a willing a will or a willingness to act from that. And then a follow through, because then there's a willingness to act from, and then there's the actual taking of the steps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can, I can be conscious of the fact that I need to get more exercise, but if I don't get out there and do it, right, it's so nothing's going to change. That's where acceptance comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to accept where you are, but then not, not be complacent there. Acceptance and complacency are two, two completely different things. So. We're always changing. We're always changing. We may have it, think we're here and we're done, but not. We're always there's, there's no done. That's <laughs> true. Everything starts with a thought, and a thought can be changed. And I found out in my life that I used to feel I was a victim. Everybody was doing this and that. And then one day I realized, oh, my goodness, uh, I'm creating this. So if I'm creating this, then I need, really need to realize that every choice I make, everything's a choice. Everything's a choice from whether I'm going to get coffee or tea or whatever. And when you get to a place where you understand that what you're experiencing only changes when you realize you have a choice. Yeah. And maybe when you make a different choice, yes, then, then it comes up. absolutely. Um, is that interdependence? Yeah. Yeah. If, if you listen to your guidance, if you listen to the world, you, you're. That's what's wrong with the world. People expect somebody to make them happy, and 
this drink's going to make me happy and this car's going to make me happy and the only happiness is a choice every day you make and you love yourself and you make that choice. Yeah. It's all choice. You mentioned that your thoughts create reality. Yes. Um, in the book we're studying in, uh, uh, on Tuesday Book Club, uh, Neil Donald Walsh talks about um, re-examining our beliefs and not being so tied into those because beliefs arise out of thoughts and I kind of think of them as, as thoughts that have become petrified. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> they can't they can move and change anymore, right? Yeah. And, uh, but we, have, we as a society have a tendency to get stuck in our beliefs and not re-examine them from time to time to see if they really hold true for us anymore. So he says, you know, hold them loosely and, and revisit them often and change them when they're not serving you anymore. Um, I, I'm fairly new to everything here and, and everything that I've learned. And I, I think about what you said about independence and how somebody's independent and thing. But I found in going to other churches, my, my son happens to be a children's pastor. But you know, something that, that I, I can see so clearly now with my own life, the independent people are selfish. They really don't want to be included in anything like you said today, and, and, and I, it's noticeable to be so different that I'm impressed. I'm impressed with today. For one thing, I've been to a lot of good churches. They, they preach the Christian thing. I never hear them say what you say. We have a responsibility as people that love everything and we want to be helpful. They don't talk about the earth. They don't talk about the dirt or the trees or anything. Everything is supplied for them, especially in the new generations. Mm -hmm. You find selfishness. And, and the young people that are coming out of the schools, they don't have an education of what what the really thing is good. They have nothing to care except what it does for them. What can I have? I don't care if that tree dies. I don't care about that. You know, I have to be educated. And I think the thing that's wrong with everything now is people like you who are really in and you hear the you hear these beautiful stories and you get the food and you you, you treat nature like it should be. Do we teach our people that? We do, do the churches tell the people that? No, no they don't tell them anything. They tell you, and, and, and to be religious, it's me, 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 me. I don't care if that gets done. I don't care about that done. So I think the whole thing gets right down to selfishness, independence, and no teaching of anything. And what happens? It all goes to crap. <laughs> and that's what the change is all about. We're tired of the old. Yeah. Well, the good news is the younger generations are waking up in spite of their education, in spite of their churches, and in spite of their parents in some cases. In spite of their yeah, there are people that are not buying into the uh, the story of separation, are not buying into the right. story of exploiting exploiting the earth. 
And I, I just want to add that there are lots and lots of older people that I come across who are very selfish and yeah, so don't want to change down to that. Yeah. Me. Yeah. So I don't know that it, you know, I think it's kind of across the board according to what you're taught and how you're raised. And you're right, churches and schools still are not focusing on those things. I, I agree. Mark, did you have something to add? Well, one thing, uh, the reason why Jesus is coming again is because uh, he recognized 2,000 years ago that this mess would be existing. This mess of, of how humanity picked up his message. What they picked up accurately is the part that says, love me. They didn't pick up the part that says, live me. Yeah. And that's the key. It's live me. And perhaps Jesus' next coming will be tweaking, uh, heavy-duty tweaking, hmm. of humanity and their thinking and their minds. It's all in their minds. Major shifts have to take place. I mean, your effort that you're making is very noble, but we're talking about billions of people. Yeah. Billions of people. And mm. it would have to take a major miracle by yeah. the God force that created us to do this sh real shift. I think I think that when we realize, first of all, that that we embody the Christ consciousness as well. Yes. Jesus said, you know, what I'm doing, you can do, and you can do greater things. And so, for me, the second coming is when we embody that Christ consciousness, when we accept that responsibility, and say, okay, this is what we got to do. Yes. There is going to be a new heaven and a new earth, but it's going to be a do-it-yourself kit. Rain Wilson says a ton of concrete's going to and wood and nails and hammers are going to drop down from heaven, and we're going to start. With it. Here's your do-it-yourself build, build heaven and earth kit. We have to appreciate it more. We have to recognize the simple fact that this church is doing the right thing, and they're minuscule. They're very small. There are billions of people. A major miracle is needed. You, you, you got to start. Example. You set a very fine example. But to really create... And, and while all of this is happening, the, uh, the uh, environment is being totally destroyed. So it isn't a question of, we got plenty of time. The well, question is that know, God, time, time is that God created this, it's his creation, he doesn't fail, we have to recognize God doesn't create an experiment that will fail. He knew at the very beginning when he created this world that we'll be at this impasse 2,000 years later, or thousands of years so, later, you know. and he'll <laughs> take an active hand and we should do as much as we can, you're right. Yeah. to be part of that partnership with him. All right. The fact Skip is, it's I'm very, very small. Oh, yeah. Children are being born, and they were remembering who they are. And I, I see it everywhere. I see it on the Internet. But I met my grandson. He's 15. He's enlightened. I mean, I stood there in awe of my 15-year-old grandson. And when he talked, the wisdom that came out of his mouth and the way he saw life, and I know he learned, he came in with that because 
his dad, which I love as my son, is pretty arrogant and just can't see past his own nose, and his mother's the same way. And he's, not that I'm perfect, because I'm not, but he's like more like me. He's just come straight from his heart. I mean, my, I, I hope that that's the way I <laughs> Anyway, whatever. I'm, it's not about me. I'm not talking about me. But I know that children are coming in remembering. They're not being taught. Right. And that's what's going to save our world is the children that are coming in that aren't forgetting who they are. And that's what's going to make this world a better place. Evolution is Evolution happening. Is happening. <laughs> yeah. We can't wait for a savior. We have to save ourselves. I love Jesus. I really do. But we are all Christ within us. And that's, that, and that's, what, that's what his message was. Yes. If you see me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. And you and I are one. Yeah. And greater things that I will do, you will do even greater than I. That doesn't mean wait for me or look for me. Or that's that's just my opinion. That doesn't mean it's I true. I see something brewing in All April. Right. I see something brewing in April. I'm telling you, you gotta watch for okay. April's brewing. Since there may or may not be an opportunity to you know put a lot of different things out there at some point this month, but um, I'm trying to be in a place of observance. You know, and just kind of take it in, but then there are those itchinesses, you know. And <laughs> you know, here here's one of the things for depending on: throw your beliefs out, yeah. clear your mind, and let it open, and you will see that it does not matter what you believe, what your religion is, who's coming to collect you when you cross over, where you're going when you go. All that matters is how you use that for the whole. What are you doing that is serving all of it, all of it? Not you, not me, not, it's, it's everything. If you believe you are separate, and we're not just talking about humans, from the animals, from the plants, from the carrots, from, from the things that you don't see life in. If you believe you are separate, you give yourself permission to do anything you want to those other life forms. And when we do that, when we separate ourselves from the rocks and the trees and the spirits and the water, that allows us to treat it however we want and that has been what has led us to this place where we don't have any accountability for the way we act in nature, for how we treat our planet. And until that shifts, there, there are sounds that, that plants make, yeah. right? And they, and they have a biorhythm. And, and there's a really cool instrument that they've developed that, yeah. that can play the sound of plants for you. Yeah. And, and I think that us, they haven't forgotten how to sing. The animals haven't forgotten how to speak to us. We have forgotten how to listen. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that gives us permission to act however we want on this planet. None of that matters what I believe. What matters is how am I on this earth? How am I using it to serve my fellow everything, all our relations, as yeah. they say in, in Native American culture, all our relations. That's everything, from the ants on the ground to, to the clouds in the sky. How do I serve the world? Everything else inside of me that I personally believe, my spiritual traditions to whatever you want to call them, religions, to, to whatever it is, does not matter if I only use it to serve myself. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> How many of us here got on the spiritual path 
started the spiritual path in order to make our lives better. You mean became conscious that we were on a spiritual path? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, act actively engaged the spiritual path. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> I, I think all of us do that to make our, our lives better, or to get to get right with God, whatever that means. Um, but that's a kindergarten level, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And when you, you know, even get to the upper elementary grades, you realize there is a mutual responsibility. There is um, a way to live that honors and respects all other beings. And I think we start by honoring and respecting other people, and then it grows and it grows and it grows. And, and for me now, it's, it's grown to include all of creation. You know, I truly believe that what we think of as dead things, I think there's consciousness in a rock. Yes, there is. Consciousness in a mountain, in a lake, in a river, in a stream. Um, all of that is sentient. It's alive to me now. So, um, and it's part of me. You know, and so I, you know, maintaining that awareness when I'm going through my day and doing stuff and maybe stubbing my toe on a rock, it might not feel like I'm. Want to be that one with the rock? Right. <laughs> they just move so slow, though. It's hard. To <laughs> yeah, it takes them a long time to apologize for something. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna shift gears here a little bit. Thomas Berry talked about the rituals of primitive peoples that connected them with their environment. So, what kind of ceremonies or rituals do you take part in to connect with other people, with the earth? cycles of life. Solstices, there's a lot of places where people get together and they um, honor the solstice. Okay. Drumming. Yeah. Solstice. With you. <laughs> <laughs> walking barefoot. Yes, walking barefoot. Yeah. yeah. Earthing. Earthing. <laughs> Connecting. Talking to the trees, the birds when I'm walking. I talk to the trees. Yes. I love that always, song. Always. Yeah. Gardening. I bet you hug them from time to time, too. <laughs> Gardening. Gardening. When I can, I like to um, do my yoga outside and okay. meditate, and I always try to find a pretty flower or tree to look at, and I just try to connect with it. Yeah. Nice. I'm just going to say taking yeah. a shower. There you go. What's that? Taking a shower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Water. In the water. Or blowing swimming, I guess, but yeah, yeah. water. What about the rites of passage that we go through as uh, as human beings? Bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, quinceañeras, first communions, first communions, christenings, um, weddings, baptism, funerals, baptism, graduations. All of those are reconnecting us to the earth and to life, to our spirituality. Mind-altering drugs. Oh my God. <laughs> You're not driving, are you? <laughs> no, I fly. <laughs> He's rolling. So how do these rituals affect the way we interact with people and with the universe? It brings us together so we connect, so we don't feel so alone. Okay, connects us. Like it brings me into the present. 
in order to connect with everything and to connect with nature. All right. You know, I remember. I, I, I step out of that dizziness. Yeah. And I'm just present with yeah. everything. It's amazing when you bring yourself present how much shows up already there. <laughs> there Tell was me just, about it. Yep. That was just drowned out by the chatter. Yep. Was that there before? Uh, <laughs> it gives you opportunity to be yourself in front of people. So it's like you get to be, you get to learn yourself being yeah. around people. Yeah. So what else? What is it about rituals? What is it about? Just watch the clock. For me, rituals and ceremony are, are, are a type of prayer or a type of meditation because they, they're created to bring us into a, an alternative state of consciousness where we, uh, where we can feel that oneness. Okay, I had some other stuff here, but... Yeah, that's how it works. But, <laughs> yeah, I can hear lunch simmering next door, so... It all gets back to your, your spiritual practices, prayer, meditation, sacred service, circulation, sacred study, and celebration. Six pillars of a spiritual life. Actually, spoiler alert, Reverend Diana found a seventh pillar in her practice this, last, this month, so you're going to have to come back next week to hear about that. <laughs> so please, please join me in this closing prayer and know with me that there is only one thing going on here. That is the action of the divine source pouring itself out into all of creation. Everything, every person, every plant, every rock, every animal is an expression of spirit. Every lake, stream, river, pond, or even ditch is filled with holy water. All of it sacred, all of it interconnected. We ourselves are part of that oneness, that intricate web of consciousness expressing in form. As we identify with our divine nature, with the spirit within us, we see that same essence within each and every being. With the gift of spiritual sight, we see God in every face, in every situation, and in all of creation. This prayer establishes us firmly in a consciousness of unity with all of life, maintaining that awareness throughout each day. May we be ever mindful that what we do to other people, to the earth, and to any of her inhabitants, we do to ourselves. May we feel the pain when a species succumbs to extinction, and may we feel the joy when a farmer's soil is regenerated by sustainable practices. May we evolve into better and better co-creation partners for one another and for our planet. May we fully honor this divine gift of life that spirit has entrusted us with. With profound gratitude, I release this prayer knowing that it is acted upon by an immutable law that is compelled to bring our heartfelt intention into our experience. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. Amen. Each Sunday, we invite you to join in the celebration of the work we are doing to build a love-soaked world. By sharing of your financial goods, should you choose to, if you're at home joining us online, you may go to uh, mysticheart.org, use the Donate button, or find our mailing address and mail a check if that's your preference. 
We also have a gracious giving program for those of you who'd like to make a heartfelt monthly commitment so that we can more effectively plan our budgets and, uh, and our growth rate. You can find more information about all of that on our website. And as we move into this time of giving, hold these words close to your heart and know how much we appreciate your gifts. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance, and so it is. Amen. We all know this one. I see trees of green, red roses too.
so we thank you for these gifts, knowing that they are truly gifts of spirit coming through your hands and your hearts, coming to meet the need of this community as it seeks to go back out in that complete cycle and serving, serving our community, serving those in need, serving those who are calling for help. And so with deep appreciation, I say thank you, Spirit, and thank you to each one. And so it is. So it is. Amen. All right, everybody stand on up. All right. That time, stretch yourselves out. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. All together, hand in hand, we see the light, we take a stand. We are changing. Only life for you and me, take a path. 